Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to Keeping Up Appearances, the luxury podcast. This is the companion podcast for exploring the world of Hyacinth Bouquet in the hit BBC sitcom Keeping Up Appearances. My name's Jonathan Vernon-Smith and with me as always is William Hanson. Hello, Jonathan and I are here because we're Binley Woods boffins and we want to share our university standard knowledge to help you fall in love with Hyacinth and her world. In each episode of this luxury podcast, William and I will take you through an episode of Keeping Up Appearances, delving deep into the world of the bouquets. Today's episode is the penultimate episode of Series 2, or is it, William? It is, although there is a Christmas special. Christmas special. There'll be a Christmas special of this podcast, like there was a Christmas special of Keeping Up Appearances. We'll discuss that nearer the time. Now, I love this episode, and I know you do too. Shall I read you the synopsis? Do. It's a short one today. Hyacinth is thrilled silly about the imminent delivery of her new three-piece suite, (laughs) which she deliberately ordered from a store that has a royal warrant. Her next task is to ensure that a particularly snobby neighbour doesn't miss the arrival of the van with its royal crest on the side. Unfortunately, things don't go according (laughs) to plan. Oh dear, this is is brilliant. And it's interesting that that was a short synopsis, because ultimately this is sort of one idea that is executed. There are no sort of subplots, it's the same plot... And it's one idea executed really, really well Yes, for the entire episode. It is. And this episode always makes me think of you and me. (laughs) Always. But we'll get to that a little later on. Okay. Uh, We begin with Hyacinth, who's on the phone to the furniture department, talking about her new three-piece suite. She wants the quality section, not the plywood end. Yes. And she's phoning to make sure the van that will deliver her three-piece suite will indeed have the royal warrant on it not just on one side on both sides oh but that's i mean thinking i mean sorry i'm going to be literal again like it was last episode oh. but if if my company had been given a royal warrant would i really think oh no i'll just put it on one side you'd have it on both and the bonnet y- yes <laughs> have it everywhere <laughs> and in fact you know what as i was driving here today it was a sign in front of me and i will i have made a note of their details for next time we have a problem with vermin was a royal warranted pest control. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're in the country now, you see. Yes. Roadkill, they are called. Shout out to Roadkill. Roadkill? Yeah, not Rent-A-Kill. 
Roadkill. Oh. And they have been given... They deal with Her Majesty's mice. Oh, do they really? Or whatever other pests You are so... Have. Next time you have mice, you're so going to call them mice. I never you? thought I'd say this, but I'm quite keen for a mouse to appear. <laughs> <laughs> Just so I can get in Her Majesty's mice. Have you ever asked the question about the Royal Warrant? To who? Any company. No, I well actually yes, I did for many many years ago for BBC Radio Manchester. I was taken to the Minky factory. Do you know Minky cleaning uh, products? This is Minky. That yes, I I love a Minky in my bathroom. Yes, well I was toured round their factory and even saw the Queen's Minky. <laughs> <laughs> It's minky like. Well, the special pink and fluffy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh dear, you're going to the tower. Dear, oh dear. Would you like to know what a royal warrant is? <laughs> it's what I live for. <laughs> I am reading this directly from the Royal Warrant Holders Association. <laughs> Companies can apply for a royal warrant after they have supplied the households of Her Majesty the Queen or His Royal Highness the Prince of Wales with goods or services for at least five years out of the past seven. Oh, the Queen must have had a <laughs> And you get them for up to five years. And only to companies that provide goods or services to the royal household. Goods purchased for resale by souvenir shops run by royal collection enterprises, meaning the gift shops, are not exempt. They have the royal warrant on both sides. (laughs) Of what? Of their delivery van. Oh, that's important, is it? Well, of course it's important. I want to make quite sure that it can be seen by number 23. And talking of royal warrants, some mm. news from a few weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, are you aware of the drink de Bonnet? You know I am. Yes. Well, it's a drink very close to my heart. Yes. Uh, and also to Her Majesty's and the late Queen Mother. Mm-hmm. That is being given a royal warrant as of next year. Oh, really? Finally. Lovely. Because obviously the Queen and the Queen Mother. And the Queen Mother used to have her own special warrant, but obviously not anymore. So that's that was very good news. I was told a story a while ago about the Queen Mother by a, uh, well, somebody who will remain nameless. But it was a friend of a friend of someone who used to work for the Queen Mother. Yeah. And apparently the Queen Mother got so drunk once she fell out of the window. <laughs> have you ever heard that? No, but I can, I've heard similar. Yeah, she fell out of a window and landed in a bush apparently. <laughs> that marvellous the story i can i'll say this story because it's in it's in the public domain her former footman william tallon wrote a book well there was a book about william tallon i think that he might have contributed to and uh, supposedly the queen mother was being driven back to clarence house after a, a particularly boozy lunch and sort of as they went up the mall and all the crowd saw her in the police escort she sort of started to wave to the crowd she was so tittled she just slowly slipped down the seat <laughs> <laughs> and disappeared <laughs> You just see her hat. Flat. Lovely. Uh, so, yes, Hyacinth's very excited about the sofa that is royal warranted. And it's not just any old sofa, is it? No, no, no. It's an exact replica 
of one she saw at Sandringham House. Sandringham. <laughs> at Sandringham. Indeed. And do you know what? At, at this point, I would like to just read out a little message that I got sent by one of our bucketheads on oh, right. Instagram. Right. Okay. It, full credit here to Mark Gettleson, who is an avid buckethead. He wrote, and I thought this was the, the most insightful commentary. Really, we can end the podcast because it's not going to get better than this. In many ways, Hyacinth both exists in a lost world between majors and baronets, yet is somehow ahead of her time prior to a social media world where everyone cares far more than they should about appearances. You can literally imagine Jocasta Instagramming the arrival of her peloton, which is an exact replica of the one in Shoreditch House. (laughs) Very good. And I thought, yeah. That's excellent. I thought that was excellent. So thank you, Mark. Richard is trying to finish his breakfast. The grape nuts. Very prominently positioned grape nuts. Hyacinth bursts in and she's decided that's enough. Breakfast is being cleared up because she wants to tell Richard about how important it is that Sonia Barker Finch realises she's having a new three-piece suite delivered. Although she's not called Sonia yet. It's just the Barker Finches or Mrs Barker Finch. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't notice there was no Sonia. Sonia comes in in Series 3, I think. Oh, OK. Yeah, with the uh, with the outdoors-indoors luxury barbecue. <laughs> Barker Finches, indeed. What an affectation. She was a Barker, he was a Finch. Suddenly they're hyphenated. But yes, number 23, have to see it. And there is, of course, all that discussion about what an affectation. Having a double-barrelled name. Yes. Now let's talk about double-barrelled names, because, of course, you are an expert. I am. Fully hyphenated, yes. I think we've touched upon your double-barrelled name before, but to what year do the Vernon Smiths go back? Goes back to my uh, grandmother's age, because my grandmother didn't want to become a Smith. Right. Because she thought it was a bit common. Yes. So consequently, the name at apparently great expense, £500 back in the day, which would have been a lot. I mean, you can probably on your your inflation (laughs) calculator, (laughs) you could tell us how much that would be. But it was a lot of money. She, uh, they paid to have it fully hyphenated, at which point she was then prepared to marry my grandfather. They say you can't put a price on love. Exactly. And you are hyphenated. You're not just double barreled with no hyphen. No, I like the hyphen. Mm. It serves a very important role. It's a bridge between Smith and Vernon. <laughs> it certainly is. And people get it wrong all the time. Oh, do they? I frequently arrived at a restaurant and they say, what's the name? And when I look down on their paper, they've written down Bernard Smith. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's me. Yes. <laughs> Bernard. Anyway. Anyway. She's very keen, though, that Sonia Barker Finch does know that they have a delivery imminent, so much so that she decides that she's going to take Richard out into the driveway and they're going to start measuring up. In a very deliberate way. But what are we supposed to be measuring? What does it matter? As long as we're seen to be measuring, it will arouse people's curiosity, especially the nosy Barker Finches. She'll never rest until she finds out what's happening. You know what she's like. And she's using, I think, a surveyor's tape measure. Yeah, it's an industrial tape measure. Yeah, an old-fashioned... I think now they use lasers, don't they? But then they used to use one of those leather kind of ones Mm. with a little handle to wind it up. And they go out and start measuring up. 
And um, the the best part of this particular scene is where they finish doing all the measuring up and then she goes into the house, but she's left the tape measure outside. So she kind of pulls it back towards the front door, yep. opens the door, looks both ways <laughs> like a lunatic and then shuts the door again. I love it. And there's more preparation for the sofa coming up, which we'll which we'll talk about in a moment. <laughs> which is the bit that makes me think of you and me. <laughs> yes, okay. We go to Onslow and Daisy's. Rose answers the phone, again thinking it's Boris. No new man there. It's just uh, another repetition of Boris. Uh, and then we're back to Hyacinth. Nothing really happens of note at Onslow and Daisy's. Well, she's offering, she's offering the suite, isn't she? Hyacinth is, has phoned them to offer them the old suite. True. Yes. Which is very crucial to all of this. It is, because they've got to appear. At and some collect point. the old suite. Yes. Yeah. I thought you might like to have my old one, since yours is, well, shall we say, a trifle weathered. Hyacinth and Richard at this point have now escalated the performance for the neighbours. It's no longer just a bit of measuring. They're putting cones out with a sign saying delivery imminent. Now... In Harold Snowden's book, before we get on to mm. us, <laughs> in Harold Snowden's book, he talks about there's a throwaway line that they then gave on the day of filming the location stuff mm. to Patricia Routledge, where she says, Are you sure this is necessary? Of course it's necessary. We acquired them for just this sort of occasion. Now come along. Because in the script it was, well, Hyacinth and Richard bring out some traffic cones. Well, why would they have traffic cones? But, of course, there's a line to make it slightly more realistic. Mm. So, you see, Harold Snowd was, was being quite literal. When I moved into this house, which, as you and regular Bucketheads will already know, mm. is an almost exact replica for of the Sandringham House. In Keeping Up Appearances. <laughs> I was so delighted when I opened my back gate to find there glistening two cones. <laughs> it was a sign. I had been gifted two cones... So if you recall, and this is what always makes me think of you. So you remember when I had the carpet replaced in this home yes. by a team of professionals? Yes. And I was given instructions by the carpet company beforehand that they needed to have direct access outside the house. Yes. So I thought, what better opportunity to use my cones? So I went out and indeed placed my own cones outside the house <laughs> with delivery imminent... On a little board. On a little board written outside. And Hilarious. you sent me a photograph. And I sent you the photograph because you were the only person in the world that would know what on earth I was talking about. <laughs> it's, it was, and of course, at the time you had your old front door, which looked a bit more like Hyacinth. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it's a great photograph. The phone rings. Hyacinth runs into the house. She's terrified that it must be something bad that's happened to her three-piece suite. I love, and I feel that I have at points in my life had the same level of going from zero to 100% worrying about something. The phone goes, there's been an avalanche. Yeah. Her, her three-piece suite is in flames. <laughs> it's not just, oh, it could be the Chinese takeaway. It could be Violet. It could be someone else ringing. It's a disaster because everything hinges on this sofa. There's been an accident. I know my sweets in flames on the motorway. I know it. Oh, perhaps it's Daddy. He's been taken ill. He's gone to the hospital. Oh, how inconvenient on the day of my sweet warming, dear. Answer the telephone. It's probably nothing. Oh, dear. The McKay residence. The lady of the house speaking. Now, look. If this is bad news, please speak slowly and solemnly. It is, Violet. Mm. She's phoned to say that Bruce has been curb crawling, but Hyacinth has no idea what curb crawling is. 
And as a child, when I watched this, I had no idea. (laughs) And I didn't find the funny side. But you do now. I absolutely do now. Um, She goes into the living room and she's talking to Richard. And I quite like the moment where, again, they're talking about the neighbours. And she talks about one of the neighbours living in Villa Costa Blanca. It's one of my absolute favourite. Oh, they're all in the garden at Villa Costa Blanca. (laughs) (laughs) Because, I mean, let's face it. None of those houses should be called Villa Costa Blanca. In the Midlands. No, it's, <laughs> it's a ridiculous name for a house. And I like it when they give... Obviously, the joke of the snobbery for most of the time is on Hyacinth, at Hyacinth's expense. But I do like it when they are... When it's Hyacinth commentating on other people's snobbery. I think they're some of the, the better moments in it. The phone rings again. Hang on, we're forgetting that oh. she's gone round to invite Elizabeth and Emmett. Oh, yes, to her three-piece sweet warming. Now... What I like about that scene is there is absolutely no dialogue for Elizabeth and Emmett. They remain silent for the whole whole duration that Hyacinth is in their house. She goes round to invite them. Emmett's hiding behind the curtain. She only spots Emmett when she sees the shoes. His the great big puppies. The lump in the curtain. She didn't she didn't <laughs> clock. <laughs> but she sees the shoes and knows that it's Emmett hiding. <laughs> Have you ever had obscure warming? parties for obscure household items no but you will have done i nearly did well in fact on on another podcast i do the little known podcast uh there was a great argument caused about a curry and someone not turning up for a curry oh yes i remember and that was going to be my new dishwasher warming party oh well you see you have the same make of dishwasher Mm. As I have washing machine. Yes. And I could have had a washing machine warming party. You could have <laughs> invited all the, all the best people. We could have all sat on the, the washing machine at points. What? <laughs> the party needed a bit of pep. So they have the, the invitation for the three-piece suite warming. Uh, then it cuts <laughs> to the phone ringing. It's Sheridan. This time he's going to look at geezers. It's Sheridan, dear. He wants £400 for a walking holiday with his friend Tarquin. They want to explore the geezers in Iceland. With his friend. That doesn't get as big a laugh as I think it would do today. Really? Yeah. I think if they did that joke now, but it sort of gets a bit of a laugh, but I think it's such a clever line. It is so funny. It is so clever. Oh! That's probably Sheridan now! We'll be back in a moment. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. We should just say that Hyacinth sort of is getting revenge at Sonia Barker Finch because supposedly at one of Hyacinth's recitals, this pseudo-hyphenated person boasted about her holidays abroad during her singing a selection from Song of Norway. (laughs) So thus we shall go to all this length to get back at her. Uh, They have to look up Sonia Barkovinch's telephone number in the phone book, good old-fashioned phone book. Remember them. Richard has a look at it because, of course, Hyacinth wants to call her so that she does come to the window and then sees the furniture being delivered. Do you remember Sonia Barker Finch's telephone number? I don't. I feel that that's a question that we could get at the end, but... Uh, Well, it's it's a a little similar because, as you will know... In fact, it's not similar. It's nothing like it. I was thinking, in... One foot in the grave. Victor Meldrew and yes. Elizabeth and Margaret Meldrew's telephone mm. number is four two nine one. Yes. Sonia Barker Finch's number. It's one extra digit. It's three four one nine seven. Something like four two nine one. I don't know why I thought it was. But they're similar in the same way that they have numbers. <laughs> So I guess you're onto something there. Onslow, Daisy and Rose, they at this particular point in time, they turn up in a horrible old van. Now, I should just mention, Mm. in the meantime, the van has arrived with the furniture. Looks very smart, actually. Oh, it looks very smart. Shores, it says. I looked Shores up. I don't think they're a real company. No, they must have made that up a bit. I I thought the logo for Shores was a little bit Harrods. And maybe yes. that's what they're I think so. driving at. Yes. Um, but because Hyacinth was on the phone to Sheridan, mm. she's told Richard to tell them to go round again because she's taking up the phone and they won't be able to phone Sonia Barker Finch. Mm. So the van is going round the block, at which point Onslow, Daisy and Rose turn up in this horrible old van. I mean, it's an ugly, horrible Death old van. Death trap of a vehicle. And Hyacinth sees it pull up and we get one of Hyacinth's, Hyacinth's hilarious, horrified faces... <laughs> She wants to get rid of them because she loves her family, but that's no reason why she should acknowledge them in broad daylight. <laughs> no. May I help you people? She says. You people? Anyway, she manages to get rid of them, doesn't With she? With a great bit of physical acting. And to be fair, I can see what she means. She is trying to, through her body language, imply that she's never met these people. Go round the block, down, <laughs> round the corner. <laughs> 
But Daisy and Onze very sweetly do think when they do arrive that that sign is for them. Mm. Oh, she's so organised. Look at this. She's got it all sorted. How lovely. Yeah. Doesn't want them anywhere near them. May I help you people? The scene then takes another twist because the suite arrives. Hyacinth is in the house. Richard comes in to tell her that the suite has arrived. But it's not in the van because the van's had a bit of an accident. Mm. And Hyacinth seems quite laid back about that. But she's oh, well, at least the suite is here. That's all that matters. And, of course, there is this moment where, as a viewer, you start to twig what's gone on. Mm. Obviously, the van has had a crash. Some very nice people have offered to bring the suite in their van. Mm. And then you start to realise it must have been Onslow, Daisy and Rose. And sure enough, it is. There is her lovely new suite being offloaded from the back of this horrible tatty old van with all the neighbours looking. She's disappointed. And yet there is that nice moment where Richard says, well, it's a nice thing for them to do, wasn't it? And she Mm. says, well, I suppose so. And she realises deep down it was good that they did turn up. Yes, However, a, for a royal warranted company, Shaw's slash Harrods, should that sofa not have arrived in some sort of plastic? It looks a bit tatty coming off the van. It looks very tatty coming yeah, off the van. Yeah, it doesn't look like a new sofa, <laughs> if I'm perfectly honest. And it's not the sort of sofa that I would have. No. No. The, the episode finishes where they talk about inviting them in for tea, but Hyacinth says, Onslow's not drinking it out of my role, Dalton, and he won't be sitting on my new suite either. Cue the end credits. Lovely episode. It is fantastic. Beautiful episode. It is, as indeed our Buckethead Mark said, it's one of the episodes that he will show to people as like an entry level to keeping up appearances. Like, mm. here's a good one to watch if you want to sort of get the vibe. I always show the boat. We haven't got to the boat yet. We will. We will. It's coming. (laughs) So before we go, let's just have a look at how much we have learnt or seen, spotted, how much we have ingested from that episode. Please let it be what was Sonia Barker Finch's (laughs) telephone number. Was it 4291? (laughs) (laughs) Almost. What would Hyacinth like Emmett to play in honour of the three-piece sweet warming? Now, my brain has immediately gone to Rallantando, <laughs> but I think that's what Sonia Barker Finch ruined. I she ruined my Rallantandos. I can't think what it is at all. No, I don't know. I'm hopeless. Producer's going to have to tell Give us. Give us the answer. We admit defeat. A little rondoletto. A little rondoletto. I was close with Rallantando. And a rondoletto, for those that want to know what a rondoletto is, is a name given to the third movement of a symphony. Oh, lovely. Yes, Emmett's third movement. She wanted Emmett to come around and have a third movement all over us. Wait. All that coffee. (laughs) Now, if you want to keep up with the bouquets, you can listen back to William and me chatting through every episode before this one. There'll be a new episode of our Series 2 analysis every Wednesday until the end. As always, we need your help to let other people into the world of Hyacinth Bouquet and our podcast, so if you wouldn't mind terribly picking up your white slimline telephone with last number redial, giving them a call and instructing them to join us, well, we'd be frightfully grateful. Thank you so much. (laughs) 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.